Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that must make me Mike. Mike, do you know what today's episode number is? I feel like I know this, like we just hit triple digits. Mm, Did we? You are, you are correct, my friend. This is episode number 100, a century <laughs> of broadcast history. Well, maybe not a century. <laughs> But, well, uh, it's at least at least a hundred and three times that we've sat down to do something and recorded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and and I'm I'm happy to say that this this podcast helped me get through the pandemic with my sanity, which is not to say that the oh, pandemic yeah. is necessarily over, but it's in its waning period for a while. You know, whether it's a false false you know sense of security or not will remain to be seen but at least i feel like i can hug people again so you know i still i've still been bumping elbows with people that i'm not you know like oh, yeah. on yeah, really friendly sure. like like really friendly terms with i'll be like yo bump it up you know like bumping elbows with them and even if they don't have a mask on because i'm still wearing my mask everywhere oh yeah i still wear my mask you know, it's no different. Now, there was before. an instance where I was out at a place last weekend and uh, I had taken my mask off momentarily because, well, it was hotter than fucking the devil's testicles outside. And inside of this store, it was equally as bad. And I was standing and it was only me and this other fellow that I know that I've been friends with for ages also. And we did take our masks off momentarily. But other than that, I haven't uh, haven't been anywhere without one on. And that was only because I needed to catch my breath because it was like stiflingly hot this week. Well, you know, one of those stores like uh, like like a Lowe's where they got the back door open and like the heat's just like, hey, I'm going to come on in. Is that cool? And the air conditioners are like, eh, you know, I'm not. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so that's exactly what the situation was. I'm telling you, I am I am celebrating our 100th uh, recorded episode here by wearing sweatpants, and I never fucking wear sweatpants. Well, I'm glad that you're yeah, comfortable. I, I don't. At least. I don't know why I want to tell you that. Yeah, but I usually have jeans on. I'm actually wearing jeans for a change. As usual, I'm wearing sweatpants or just a loincloth to, to record. Oh, you know, de depending on how so the mood takes we switched me. up. Yeah, we switched up much. this week. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm See, still that's, wearing I mean, that's kind of pertinent still wearing the same shirt i've been wearing for the last three weeks straight but uh you know it's quite all right as long as you can stand yourself that's all that matters right uh it's getting to the point where i can't but you know you get to those I points like, in life uh, like i become self-conscious of the fact that when i walk past somebody i might leave a little butt smell that's when that's when things for me that's when things for me have reached the point where I can't do it anymore and I'm like no 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 I didn't fart and you're still like you walk past me and you're like God somebody fart and you're like I know I didn't fart oh God is that me is that me you know yeah, like one of those your, deals and that, your that's perma funk that's when that's when you're that's like when I, that's pen. when I'm like I got to take a shower yeah that's when you're like pig pen from uh, <laughs> peanuts. I wanted to tell the story. You need to of, take a uh, fucking shower. You need to wash. You know, I wanted the to the tell the go. story of my brother-in-law. Oh, the good. Went to the beach. Went to the beach. The beach. The beach. I'm not going to do the whole went story. To the this beach, way. Went to the baby beach. But okay. yeah, um, that would be uh, highly annoying. So my my brother-in-law is from South Dakota and up there things are a lot different like when you're driving along the road you come across I was wondering which brother-in-law you were going to talk about so I'm glad I know now. Um the only brother-in-law I have. Well actually that's not Well you had true. another one. What are you talking about? Your sister's brother or your sister's husband will be your brother-in-law too. Oh, that's a different brother-in-law. I'm sorry. You're right. Sorry. Okay. So my brother-in-law on my sit on my wife's side of the family. Okay. Got it. No, as soon as you said my the state, I knew what you were My wife's about. brother. Thank you so much for derailing the conversation. <laughs> You Dude, it's a hundred episodes. It's a hundred episodes. I had to fucking do it, and it was so 
Goddamn easy. Yeah, I know. And it was so satisfying. And satisfying. It was satisfying, as David Lee Roth would say. (laughs) That's satisfying. Yeah. (laughs) Up in South Dakota, things are a little different on the road. When you pass a driver, you you generally kind of flip your hand up like, hey, like saying hi. Um, It's very common up, up till about like, I want to say... The middle of Wisconsin, when it starts to get thicker, cities start to pop up more and more. But even then, no one really bats an eye at someone who's waving at everyone that's passing by him. Well, my brother-in-law, he's he gets to when we were there, we were living at the time we were living in Maryland. And he he gets to about Washington, D.C., and he's still waving at everybody. And um, he was kind of I think he was probably about 16. <laughs> <laughs> so he was maybe a little naive, <laughs> but I, I told him, I was like, I was like, he's like, yeah, people don't wave around here when, when, you, when you drive by them and you wave, or if they do, they flip you off. I'm like, yeah, man, don't wave at people in the cars that you see here. Please don't do that. That's <laughs> a good way to get carjacked around here because <laughs> we were in Silver Spring, yeah. Maryland. So we hop yeah, in a right. car, we hop in a car, we drive from Silver Spring, Maryland down through to uh, Rehoboth Beach. Um, in in delaware so that's probably about what like a three-hour drive something like that and along the way a three-hour drive along the way somewhere along the way uh, my brother-in-law discovers he does not have his wallet anymore so we start backtracking to the last place we had stopped and that was a gas station, which then had to open up their safe. So he stood there for 10 minutes while they opened up their safe. The, the world's most patient and unlikely thieves, you know, standing here while they're <laughs> like, yeah, we don't think it's in there, but, you know, we'll open up the safe for you. But there's a 10 minute delay on it and everything. And so I'm standing there for 10 minutes like, OK, da-da-da. God, I hope it's no here. Wallet. No wallet. We couldn't find the wallet. I'm like, I'm not going to let this ruin your vacation, man. We're going to get down there. We're going to have a good time. You know, the wallet's lost anyway. There's really nothing you can do about it. Just make some phone calls when we get to the hotel to, like, get your card stopped and all that stuff. And and, and we're going to still have a good time. So we get down to the beach. He takes care of business with the phone calls. Um, and, you know, this isn't a time before cell phones. This is a time before... Um, like a lot of things, really. I was back in the days of beepers, man. Yeah, beepers, exactly. Somebody paid and, you, and if you had one, everybody thought you were dealing drugs. So I went, and my wife was underage, and my and and her brother was underage, and I went and got alcohol for us, brought it back to the hotel room, and then we got drunk on wine coolers. And you and um, Amor. Yeah, and and then we went up <laughs> on the porch on the the second story kind of balcony slash porch uh, of this this place. It overlooked the pool and it attached the two wings of the motel, and it was just this big common second floor patio. And we stood up there and yelled down at passerbys and acted like assholes till like four in the morning. <laughs> And uh, finally, the hotel manager came up and he was like, you kids need to get the fuck out of here. Go to sleep. Like, don't you know there's a noise ordinance and shit? Like, you guys are up here. I could kick you out of a hotel. Just go to bed. So I did. (laughs) That was my story. He's like, go the fuck to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, a grown man dressing down another grown man and telling him to go to sleep. And obviously, obviously, I needed to be told. So what do you know? It's true. (laughs) That was uh, that was something. I think we, we've all had an adventure like that um, uh, where you act like a fool in a hotel mm. and it inevitably end up getting yelled at. I think it's it's a rite of passage. It, it is. definitely is a rite of passage. It is. It is. Because and, and, I've, uh, I've done it all. <laughs> I would say that alcohol oh, is almost universally involved in that situation in some way. Now I want to change my story. Now I Why want to change my story. Tell your story. Tell the one. I think I'm you, going to. I think it. I'm. I'm I'm going to tell a story I want to tell this time. Do it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to play off of your story. Okay. And when my significant other and I were she was uh just underage like 17 and was going to turn 18 uh not too long and I was what then I was 19 
19 or 20, because I'm three years older than her for a period. If it was after my birthday, I was 20. If it was before my birthday, I was 19, because of the way that our birthdays go. I'm like three years older than her between August and November, but otherwise, it's only two years. That was a lot of math you didn't need, and I didn't need to share with everybody, but I did anyway. So we go to a hotel, and the first time ever, I had a clerk like look at us and go... Um, are you old enough to get a hotel room? And if you remember, I was very young looking back in the day. I, I like to think that I still retain some of my youthful glow, but uh, I was a lot younger looking back then. And we're like, yeah, yeah, provide some IDs. And like, maybe she was 18, come to think of it. I don't fucking remember. Not really germane to the story. So we get to this hotel and she's like, we're going to be staying close to Baltimore. It's happened in Maryland also. She's like, we're staying right outside of Baltimore. And I'm like, sweet. So we're right outside of Baltimore. And we found a hotel room that was relatively cheap. We were in like murder centralville, like the scariest part of fucking Maryland I have ever seen in all my trips there. It was like straight ghetto, nice looking hotel and all. So we're in there and Calling cards were a big thing back in these days. We did have cell phones. Oh, I remember uh, having calling like, cards. Yeah. But like my the cell phone we had was like one that my, my mom had. It was like an emergency one for her car. So it was like this humongous cell phone in a bag. You remember the big like pocketbook size cell phones <laughs> that like had the antenna and everything you had to put on your car? Yeah. Well, it was one of those jobs. So it stayed in the trunk the entire time. We were like, it's only for emergencies. God forbid we couldn't get to the trunk in a fucking emergency because we were screwed. So she goes to call her parents and we're going to call my parents to let them know we got to where we were at. You know, okay. And the room you had to dial nine to get out. And the first two numbers of the calling card were one and one. And then some other stuff. Call goes through. No problem. We have no issue at all. We both talk to our parents. Everything's great. Uh, about two seconds after we hang the phone up, we hear this, you know, knock on the door. And I go and I look out the peephole and I swear to you, as I'm sitting here today, it was the largest human being I have ever seen in my fucking life. A Maryland state trooper who had to have been like six foot seven. And just scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh, my God, did the guy at the desk call and be like, this guy looked like he was here with an underage girl. We don't know what's going on here, whatever. And I open up the door and I'm like, yes. And he basically then goes on to explain. He's like, do you have a calling card? Did you make a phone call? This happens all the time and everything. And I was so relieved. I didn't end up getting yelled at by an adult that night, but... I did get the shit scared out of me because of a fucking calling card. So I thought that you dialed 911. But for whatever reason, it didn't like show up in the call. You know, like if you dial 911, yeah. it goes to 911. Right. It, it dialed through like a normal call and we talked on the phone and I don't know. It was so weird. It was like a, like a mystery to me for a long time. And then I just forgot about it and stopped caring. Uh, coincidentally, even though we were in the middle of Murderville, USA, we decided to uh, walk to a convenience store that was about maybe three blocks away. Not my greatest decision uh, <laughs> ever. Scariest three block walk I ever took. Wasn't uh, like Baltimore was like the murder capital of the U.S. back in the 90s. Uh, yeah, it was one of the like big for ones. a while. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not off base here with what I'm saying about being scared to walk through an area. And we weren't that close to Baltimore either, coincidentally. Uh, we were literally like 45 minutes away. I you almost know, could have stayed home and fucking had as far of a drive to get to Baltimore as I did from being there. It's you know, you've gotten into a bad neighborhood when all the all the the uh, streetlights have been smashed out. That's that's usually very dimly lit. Yeah, the only lights that there really were were the ones that were around the hotel, and that's because they had the ones in the pool area. And this this was this was my litmus test for how bad of a neighborhood is this. They had a Maryland State Trooper that stayed around the hotel all the time. Like I'm guessing when we got there, they must have been switching shifts or something like that. That's why it took them longer to get there. But there was always a Maryland State Troopers vehicle parked at the hotel office. Wow. So well, I guess there I'm was pretty a need sure for that. 
Yeah, we stayed at the Death Hotel in Murderville. <laughs> that's that's what we were doing that time. But we did have a lovely trip into Baltimore, uh, Inner Harbor. I love going into Inner Harbor. Uh, ever since we were in high school, we went on that trip to Inner Harbor. That's the that's and, the uh, that's went, the time we went to Johnny put... Rockets and all yeah. that stuff. You know, that's the trip where I really got to know you because you. I remember that was one of the first times you said something that really made me laugh and, and made me realize what a weird dude you were. You told me that your clothes were holograms. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I was I like how cool is that sort of line for years where i said we're all naked under our clothes numerous times too well so, anyone yeah, can say that yours was that. more yours was more yeah. clever and it was along the lines of my obsession with red dwarf at the time uh, like I, I was obsessed with the idea of having hologramic clothes so i didn't even know red dwarf nerve. at that time until yeah. you introduced me to it and still still classic classic cinema absolutely Not television cinema i guess <laughs> my story wasn't call. really that interesting i'm sorry that's okay there's always <laughs> next time so tonight we have our friend leroy returning uh for what the third this is your third episode i think i think it's, I think it's the fifth is it really fourth or fifth man i guess i don't so, know my own show <laughs> i mean you clearly he's like, he's don't like been in 120th of our episodes you clearly don't because <laughs> neither one of you motherfuckers have realized that i've been in your green room for the last month and a half like serious i wasn't kidding when i said i was gonna burn this fucking oh, thing down like we smelled something and we're suspecting and the exterminator will be there on monday hey all i have to say is you needed a new sofa. I'm not going to tell you why. Draw a map. Don't come into this room with a fucking black light. That's all I'm saying. But I said I was going to burn it down, and I did. So I got you guys a new sofa coming, but here's the rub. I ordered it like... <laughs> you said rub. I did say rub. <laughs> like a mother... <laughs> rub. Um, <laughs> I ordered it like over a month ago. Like, I think not long after we did our, our, our the show, I, I burnt the motherfucker down. And apparently because you can't find materials for shit, it'll be here sometime between now and maybe the end of infinity. Okay. Um, it keeps getting pushed it's back. It's all because, because of COVID. Yeah. You, can't, you yeah. can't find anything. I never thought I would like wax philosophical for the day. Remember when you can go into a furniture store and that shit was just there on Saturday? Like I never thought I would miss <laughs> being able to go into a furniture store on a Saturday and have it the following Saturday. I, I'll do you one better there. I remember back in the day when Arby's was open past 5 p.m. in my town. <laughs> the bird the burger king it's down. only open till five wow see our burger king where the teenager works um they've they're number one most fucked up fucking burger king run they i swear to god they're all just like teenagers running the place like the manager's like five anyway <laughs> um literally they just, they just arbitrarily the decided in the prison baby they just arbitrarily decided hey we're gonna close at eight o'clock every day just you know we just decided that and if you're looking for a job you'll either depending on which sign you look at get paid between $12 and $17 an hour or 13 and 20 wow but then when you talk to the manager <laughs> starting that wage is, is actually nine range. that but range yet, is enormous yeah, and I just love that. Like, like, this is how fucked up it is. They have two signs, and they can't even have the same message. Like, so what sign? Say it again. One side says what? One sign. There's two signs. One yeah. little like stick in the ground sign. Right. Twelve to seventeen, and then big ass banner thirteen to twenty. Yeah, and that's... starting wage is actually nine. <laughs> If they're paying twenty dollars an hour, I'd fucking go there and work. But <laughs> you, you missed know? the best That's part. Not bad. Starting wage. Yeah, yeah. You started it's nine. Actually, yeah. I'm sorry. Nine. I'm sorry, sir. Which sign were you lying to me about? Now I, I'm confused. I like, like what? Just huh? And it's it's just all it's just all this shit. And I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like I want my fucking sofa. I want a recliner. I want my recliner. That's not that's not too much to ask. Just want, I just want a recliner. 
But no, you gotta wait uh, five I, months for this shit. Like, what the fuck? I personally appreciate the fact that you bought us a new sofa for in there because well, uh, you know, we don't have some, it. We don't have it in the budget. We don't have it in the budget. Some of the stains, you know. I tried to get them up, but yeah, you know. Needless well, to you know where we got that couch from, right? Rent one of center. my buddies. Now, one of my buddies is a jizz mopper down at the local strip club. That shit was in the green room down there. I, I mean, come on. That, I thought it. Yeah, the VIP room. I thought it looked familiar when I yeah. walked in here. Son of a bitch. It smelled like broken dreams and weeping willows. Broken dreams, weeping willows, and for some reason, vanilla body spray. I don't fucking know. Ooh. That would also explain that's the glitter. That's a nice topper. That yeah, would explain the glitter. Natch. But, you know, we we like it. We like it in our children's crafts, and we like it on our boobs. I don't know why, but it's, glitter works. It's gl- glitter <laughs> is just it. Like why? It's glitter, magical. It's magical. Who, who invented it? Is my question. Like who the some fuck? Some brilliant, some brilliant person who understood magic. <laughs> it's magical. It is um, magical. It's it is. It is kind of magical. You have to yeah. admit there is and something kind of magical it. about it. No matter how hard you try always manages to fucking come back so it is you you think you got rid of it all and then like six years later i haven't worn this shirt in six years what the how the fuck is there glitter on it didn't we we cleaned this glitter right? is like is like sand from the beach like the glitter you'll be like i was at the strip club three years ago and all of a sudden i look down and there's something shiny and square on my thigh and i'm like whoa Whoa, where did that come from? Well, and let's talk That's, let's talk about let's talk about that for it a was moment. Waiting. I, don't, I don't want to derail because I got a I got a story that ties in great with your Maryland story. So I don't want to derail. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Who in their right mind? I'm convinced all strip clubs are run by women. I'm convinced, and here's why. Who typically goes to strip clubs? Married men, businessmen on trips, trying to get a little something something on the side from their wife or girlfriend or whatever, right? Why would they then put glitter all over their bodies for all of those men to then be asked questions about why is your business suit? Why is your tie covered in glitter? It's a conspiracy. Bird wants to know. It's a conspiracy, I think, to trap like shady men and like, aha, you went to the fucking strip club. Then you know how I know We (laughs) we invented glitter. And then we that's, came up with the great idea the that strippers truth. should spray their body with glitter body spray and then rub it all over you. Because then that way we know. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I firmly believe that it should already be. OK, how, how am I going to put this? If you're going to strip club on the regular, that's its own kind of. Fucked up rewards slash punishment. Because you're going to a strip club. You know what I mean? It's the ultimate fucking blue ball situation. She's not going to fuck you unless you're incredibly good looking or Or you have or rich. Rich. I think rich is literally the only way it happens. Or you have some fucking seriously powerful cocaine. You're not going to fuck her, period. You're going to go home with a heart on. And you're going to wish that you hadn't fucking bothered to spend all that money in the fucking champagne room because you didn't get anything out of it. So why don't you just go home and have Covering sex with your wife? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean, you're, you're you're right. Like and and I actually, you know, I, I pity people that fall into that trap yeah. because but I met this stripper and she really likes me. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. You She's kept beating her twenties. Right. Like come she, on. She is an actress and and she is getting paid very well to do what she does and that's to grind on strangers dicks and provide a little fantasy for them grinding on strangers dicks and making you know 20s what? you know what i had fun with that once or twice in my 20s but i always always felt dirty afterwards and i always felt kind of like like i had added to somebody else's pile of problems in the result of doing <laughs> what i'd done like i'm just someone else for her to complain about at the end of the day like god this yeah. one guy couldn't stop staring you know, whatever. And he, he jizzed through his pants while I was crying. <laughs> got his splooge all over got, me. My thigh got all wet. Oh, it was so gross. But yeah, it's it's Jism. crazy. But and and but you know what's alarming about strip clubs? 
how good the food actually is at ones that serve food. Like, I've never, I've never, I can't say I've ever experienced I've never eaten that. one. No. Some of no. the best wings I've ever eaten. I got an excellent, I got an excellent um, uh, white Russian. Girls were at, backstage. At a, at a strip club. Yeah, so the, like, where was this wing? Be? Is this buffalo sauce? Or, I don't even want to know. Anyway, it's a stripper sauce. It's got glitter on it. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Fucking bingo, bingo. They're like, why did was this in your? I don't want to know where this glitter was. wings. Yeah, I, that I many glitter, glitter. Wow. But anyway, to piggyback on the story, to come in with my own to tie it all together. So you told a Maryland story. You had a Maryland story. Here's I've got a few, but the one that comes to mind because you mentioned about the big Hulk and cops showing up at your motel room. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all that this was a spur of the moment i had just it was my first night that i was actually co-hosting my friend's uh karaoke show this is let me set the stage for you it's february 1998 it's all of a sudden i'm sophia from fucking golden girls picture it's sicily 1921 um <laughs> so <laughs> i come up with this brilliant idea it's my first night co-hosting the show and some friends of mine from from work came out to support me and everything and i get this batshit idea it's like five degrees outside i get this batshit idea hey you know what we should do when the show's over we should drive to ocean city maryland and put our feet in the water we're not going to drive to ocean city maryland in the middle of february and put our feet in the water that's not possible no one will actually end up wanting to do that yes someone did her name was wendy and she was like four sheets to the wind and she's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to totally, I'm going to stop drinking and I'm going to drink nothing but water the rest of the night. And I'm going to sober up and then we're all going to get my car. We're going to go, all right? We're just going to go. We're going to go. We're going to get in the car. We're going to drive to Ocean City. It'll be great. We'll get there for sunrise and it'll be fantastic. And I'm like, all right, sure. You're have another one, Wendy. Cut to the end of the night. I can already taste her hangover. Yeah. Cut to the end of the night. <laughs> she is stone cold sober. I'm sitting there as the night's progressing. And she's just pounding water. And I'm like, son of a bitch. She's, am I going to be fucking Ocean City? And running to the bathroom every 30 seconds. Am I going to be in Ocean City, Maryland (laughs) at 6 o'clock in the morning in the middle of fucking February? Is this actually going to happen? What the fuck? Yes, you are. So end of the show comes. And my DJ buddy is like, what are you guys doing after the show? I'm like, "Um, I'm going home. And he's like, no, you're not. We're getting in the car and we're driving to Ocean City. And he's like, fuck it let's go and i'm like no don't don't and don't enable her that's that's not good (laughs) so he's like we'll take the stuff back we'll take the stuff back to my house we'll all hop in the car and we'll go so it's me my buddy bart that was my dj friend um wendy and a guy that we work with named gabe gabe's in the passenger seat he's drunk as shit wendy's completely sober she's driving we're in the back seat bart's kind of drunk i'm fine because i don't drink and we get going and we get to a 7-Eleven um, somewhere in Delaware, somewhere off of Route 1. And we go in and we're not sure which way to go. The highway is starting to get a little dicey. Do we can we stay on and go straight down? Do we want to do this? Do we do that? And we're like, fuck it. Let's pull in the 7-Eleven and get directions. So we walk in the 7-Eleven and I walk up to the counter and there was a well-groomed, you know, nice, friendly. Um, guy behind the counter and i'm like excuse me we're traveling to ocean city maryland and we kind of got turned around on the highway not sure where to go and you you couldn't write this shit for a sitcom he goes do you see this dot this dot does not say you are here you buy map <laughs> holy shit <laughs> hand to god hand to god Oh my god. That's bonus. the greatest response. <laughs> bonus. The name on the actual shirt may lightning strike me dead right now. Name on his 7-Eleven shirt, Habib. Perfect. Oh. And to God. I thought you were gonna say a poo. So we get the map, we look at the map when we get on our way. And we're coming into Ocean oh. City. At some point during his drunken sleepiness. Gabe needed a pillow. And Wendy happened to have in her car, for reasons that were never explained, a stuffed Pillsbury Doughboy that when you pressed its belly, it went, hee hee. 
Well, somewhere around 3.30 a.m., Gabe decides this will make an excellent pillow. So every time we hit a bump, <laughs> cut to Ocean City, sun's coming up, 6 a.m. We're doing 65 down the main drag, coastal highway going through Ocean City. And there's police lights behind us and sirens. Because we're, we're doing 65 on Coastal Highway in Ocean which City. Like, which is like 35 miles an hour or something like that. Yeah, at 6 a.m. in the middle of fucking February. Yeah. Questions are going to get asked. <laughs> so Perhaps. we pull over and you may have your license registration when it's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how fast we were going. Da, 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 da. Gabe thinks this will be a perfect time to wake up. Keep in mind, he has a doughboy as a pillow that when you press its belly, it goes. <laughs> My buddy Bart is in the back. He's a comedian and he starts rolling down the window. Cop is between the doors, gun facing the side of the car. He slowly starts to reach his hand out the window no. like he's gonna take the cop's gun oh this is God. me i'm in the back seat i'm just like just fuck it just wrists together this, just yeah this sounds terrible gabe <laughs> decides this will be the perfect time to grab the doughboy from behind his head reach in front of wendy's face and in the cop's face <laughs> And again, this is me with the wrists together in the back going just I'm I'm here against my will. <laughs> I, kidnapped. I don't know these people. I don't know why the fuck we're in Ocean City at 6 a.m. in the middle of fucking February and it's eight degrees outside. I don't know. Please. So Bart, it's still out the window trying to grab. So like split second, cop goes around arms inside. He goes back to the car and I'm like, will you fucking, will you, will you stop? Like you're going to get us all fucking really? So he gives us the ticket and everything sends us on our way. We get to the end of, we get to the end of coastal highway. Now keep in mind, we're going to go ocean city, stick your feet in the water. Wendy drunk thinks this is a good idea. Somehow drunk Wendy convinced sober Wendy that this was still a good idea. She gets out of the car, walks down the peach, takes her. I've never seen fabric be nothing but a streak in midair, but she gets down to the water and in the blink of an eye, it was like the fucking flash running back to her car. I know there was a gray sweatshirt, but I saw no feet or legs carrying it. It was just kind of moving. (laughs) It left a trail of vapors. And we get back in the car. She's like, it's fucking cold. And I'm like, of course it's fucking cold. It's the middle of February. <laughs> Why did you think this That's was a good idea? And she's like, you brought it up. And I'm like, I, but then I tried to stop us. What? And then this motherfucker's <laughs> trying to get a shot because he's trying to get the gun. And you're making a fucking stuffed doughboy laugh in a cop's face. <laughs> How we're not all in jail right now <laughs> is beyond me. Let's go have some breakfast. Bayside Skillet has some fantastic crepes. <laughs> and that's what we did. So nothing good come nothing good comes of Maryland, man. Like like unless it's a planned journey, going to Maryland on a whim is just a bad idea. I lived there for three years. I know how bad of an idea Maryland is. Trust me. So, so that's my little fucked yeah. up Maryland travel story. The night that I almost, you know, got capped because of a stuffed Pillsbury doughboy and a sleep drunk asshole reaching for a cop's gun. Yeah, I just. But you I, did start the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would take me seriously. It, 10 o'clock p.m. Well, now, on a... now you know better. Never test a drunk. And knowing's half the battle. Never. Especially like someone who has been drinking for a while and is the night feels like it's coming to an end and they're looking for their next adventure. All you have to do is say sheets run and they're like, yeah, yeah, man, we're going to sheets. sheets man. I'm going to get the fucking turkey club. I'm going to get a fucking... Uh, cheese sticks, 
And oh, I'm going to get the huge man. soda. Yeah, man. I'm oh, just going to oh, fucking oh, and, suicide and, and, and fucking across. Tot, they have tots, right? Do they have tots? tots? Oh, no, no, better yet. Fucking, fucking cheese, tur- cheese curds. Wisconsin cheese curds. You got to get some oh, of those. Yeah, I get the cheese and, curds. And, and we got to get, we got to get, we got to get a pretzel <laughs> burger on a pretzel roll. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. And you go to Sheets and you're walking out of there like, why do we have $250 worth of fucking Sheets food? Like, <laughs> who, who authorized this? Why is it on my credit card? I didn't even want to be here. What the fuck? Yeah, but, and then and then you're in there, and you're just trying very very hard not to make eye contact with anybody because everyone in there is hammered. Yeah, and you don't yeah, want to start a fight with somebody because they're either hammered or they're not wearing what a mask. What are you looking at me for? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck, man? What the fuck's your problem? What are you looking at me for? Because you're behind I, I'm, I'm the counter convinced. taking my money. That's why I'm looking at you. I'm convinced that's why they you stagger up. That's why they stagger out the MTO numbers so that you don't have like a one, two, three, four, five, because people would totally fight over numbers, even if it's not their order. Yeah, it was it, five. Well, it's <laughs> mine now, motherfucker. And then they Sheets would be Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, people would that come out. Like people would come out, their shirts tattered. What the hell happened to you? I went to fucking Sheets at three o'clock in the morning. The order numbers were in sequence. It wasn't a good scene, man. The, sand- the sandwich architects were out of control. Nah, now nah, make copyright infringement. That shit's Subway. Get it right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. Sandwich Subway artists. is sandwich artists. Ah, uh, yes, Subway. Yes, the, bread the, architects, so, the architects. The architects. The bread that's so you full of sugar. You remember when Sheets really first, <laughs> yeah, Subway's first opened around so, here? They had a song, and it said, get with Sheets. And I swear that they said, like, it was like, I swear they were going, sandwich architects. Get with sheets, cause you're the best. Get with sheets. That was that was my interpretation. If, yeah, if get with sheets. Get literally with have no other food options. That's what is there a McDonald's within a reasonable driving distance? Yes. Go there. I would I say sheets. that sheets is better than McDonald's. Oh yeah. Sheets is sheets is pretty good as far as like that type of food. I mean, you have to realize we are still talking about gas station food. Yeah. So there is that. But I mean, I would eat sheets before I'd eat McDonald's. You know who doesn't get as much love as they deserve? Fucking Hardee's. I'm just I gonna love say Hardee's. It. I Hardee's love Hardee's fries. For us, there's only three in our area. Hardee's mm. fries are better than McDonald's fries. I came to this conclusion tonight. I stopped at Hardee's on the way home and they were fresh out of the fryer. Dude at the window is like, be careful, sir. They're hot. They were fresh. They were crisp. And here's the thing. I like French fries that taste like actual potato. Call me crazy. I think French fries I like that they serve like them in potato. a basket. Yeah. Yeah. And they're chicken they tenders. They serve them in a basket. They're and I'm, I'm chicken fancy tenders. now. Forget. Oh, ch- French fries in the basket. I'm, I'm I'm real uh, fancy. Put 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 some gravy on it. Disco fries. Why? 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 <laughs> Let's talk about that for a fucking second. Who decided to associate gravy with disco? I love it. Like oh, I thought you were gonna say French fries. <laughs> like where's where's gravy? Gravy on French fries. Uh, I got this great idea. Um, I'm gonna put fucking gravy on french fries you mean mashed potatoes no fucking french fries well, what do you call them it's uh, um, it seems like disco, a normal disc- fucking thing to do to me disco yeah. fries why not just gravy fries that's a perfectly apt descriptor <laughs> and it says what it does i've never Easy heard gravy. of them called disco fries oh Neither yeah called cpd colonial park diner back in the day used to when CBD. you make it yeah. sound like it's a disease yeah. oh, well, police hey, department if you ever ate the there police department calls them disco fries you, you ever ate there at the wrong hour of the night <laughs> you're gonna I, you're gonna wish i used to well i used to go to the colonial park diner a bit but mine closer to my area was uh dempsey's uh dempsey's yeah. if you remember dempsey's or we but, go to eaton park or eat, eaton park uh, yeah eaton puke Eaton Park had this great when I used to roadie for my friend's band. I used to we used to go to Eaton Park afterwards and uh, they had like a breakfast buffet from like two o'clock until like 6 a.m. or something like that. And it was just all you could eat, like sausage and bacon and like the little eggs and 
eggs Other and breakfast things. Yeah, like the little little spiced apples, you know, the little mm-hmm. cinnamon spiced apples. Oh my god, it was great. I I just I love a good breakfast, man. And I can appreciate breakfast any time of day. What was yeah, that, breakfast, Leroy? Breakfast is key. Breakfast is key. So earlier, a little bit ago, he uh, Mike made a comment about G.I. Joe knowing us half the battle, which reminded me of something we talked about in the pre-show. Have you seen the new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe trailer that Netflix is doing? Have you seen this thing? I have not. I have not. Everything old is new not. again. Like this is this. It's a fantastic trailer. You got to check it out because it's badass. It's being brought to you by Kevin Smith. So your first thought is like, great, Kevin Smith. So fucking I'm on board. Yeah. Man at arms is going to run around saying snooch to the motherfucking nooch or some shit. No, it's not. that. <laughs> like, I know. Like, I like, trust that, that Kevin Smith knows his source material well enough and respects his their fans well enough to do it justice. He's not like, going to turn it into some bullshit. Yeah, you're not going to have I him. I got my picture with a Kevin Smith impersonator. What? Huh? That's what I got my picture done with a Kevin Smith impersonator. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, that's all. That's that's nice. Thanks for yeah. trying to derail. Yeah, really. I had I'm a not thing. trying to derail. I, I was had I was going, a, I was, had a thing. It was a point that worked yeah. with it. You bastard. But like you're not gonna have Ad, you're not gonna have Prince Adam or He-Man looking at Tila going, How many dicks did you suck? Like you're not I, gonna have that, you know. But what they did, and here's here's why it's key. It's picking up lost plot lines from the original cartoon. Wait, they expect me to remember that shit? Well, they, they I'm guessing there'll be some sort of flashback sequences or whatever. Okay. But they're going back. Watch they went it on back. Hulu. They watched all the original cartoons and they're like, oh, this kind of went nowhere. This kind of went nowhere. And so I'm reading that this thing is happening. And two words. Skeletor voiced by, that's actually three words, Mark Hamill. Just take my money. That's, that's five words. Just fucking take my money. I did hear that. I did hear that. But Mark I remember Hamill's somebody amazing. saying, can we trust Mark Hamill with this? And they're like, have you ever listened to the Joker and the Batman's uh, cartoons he's done it with? And I'm like, fair yeah, enough. That, dude, even, it's got to be better than the original Skeletor from the original Masters of the Universe <laughs> movie. The guy was like some fucking British dude who uh, or something like that and sounded nothing like Skeletor. Wasn't that Frank Welker? Yeah, I, think, I think it was. I think it was. I don't yes. think it was Frank Welker. I don't believe it was. Hmm. I don't know. But so that got me thinking about all sorts of pop culture shit and how everything old is new again and how everything's got to be remade or rebooted. And there's a there's a great video game out called Five Nights at Freddy's, which apparently has been. I don't turned know in, that I would call it great. Well, which has been turned <laughs> into a movie, more or less, that Tom and I have both had the pleasure of seeing. Mm-hmm. Tom, tell us about your experience watching Willy's Wonderland. So I watched this today. Uh, like I, I, I've been kind of debating it all week long because you told me about it like early this week. So I was like, I had like no time to prepare, and it's like, all right. So you described it as it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. Only it's got Nick Cage and he says no dialogue at all. And it's crazy. And oh yeah, there's like there's like demons in it or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to make that. That sounds ridiculous. Oh no, you said, and there's interpretive dance. And I said, <laughs> yeah. and I said, well, that sounds lovely and absurd. I'm definitely gonna have to watch this. And at the time, I think it was like they had a special going. It was like a buck or something to watch it on Amazon. It's now $4.99. I paid full price for it today. So thanks, Leroy. Hey, I didn't make but, it fucking no, I'm kidding. But but um, I tried to sell it to Mike, and he was just like, I read about it. I watched the trailer. I read reviews. Let me let me tell you the review that really cemented it for me, the reason why I'm not watching it. I'll give you just this one little tidbit. 
from uh, RogerEbert.com, and it goes like this. Imagine a birthday party for the classmate you like the least in elementary school. It's a party. How bad could it be? Really bad. It could be really bad. And that was what made me decide not to watch it ultimately. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's brilliant in its horribleness because you – because. We're, and this is not the first time the three of us have talked about Nicolas Cage. He has become True. his he has become his own genre. We've, yeah, we've we've. Oh, that's and, that's for certain. Yeah. And so he does this movie, Willie's Wonderland. You're like, all right, what the fuck is this about? Here's let me set up the general plot for you. I'll be a little bit more descriptive than I was with with Tom in our conversation. He's a loner whose car gets damaged while he's driving to, through this small town. And they bring him in to repair the car, and it's going to be it's going to cost X number of dollars to do it. And he goes to pull out his credit card. We don't accept credit cards, and of course the ATM is broken. Blah blah blah, and he doesn't have any cash. No, hey. no, no. It's not that the ATM is broken. It's that the town doesn't have internet. That's and right. Said, and he says we were going to get it, but I don't know. We just didn't. <laughs> That's right. It's full of of amazing one-liners. There's like so many bizarre one-liners in this movie. So they offer him the opportunity to work off the cost of his car getting repaired by cleaning Willie's Wonderland, a would-be Chuck E. Cheese type place that has been shut down. The movie literally opens with two people being murdered there. Right? It literally opens with that. So so he's like, okay, sure. Except he doesn't say, okay, sure. He just kind of like nods like, all right. Like, and that's the thing. This is a masterclass in Nicolas Cage because it's like somebody went to him and said, can you overact without speaking? Yeah, exactly. We need you to do Castaway with animatronics. Exactly. <laughs> so he's there and the dudes are like, oh, just remember to make sure you take a break. We'll get back to that. Make sure you remember oh, to take yeah, a break. That's during- very important. The breaks yeah. are extremely important because he takes it to heart. <laughs> during the Yeah, he sets it a reminder and everything. So during the course of the event, these animatronics come to life and decide to start trying to murder him. I don't want to spoil the whole movie, but let's just say nothing beats Nicolas Cage fighting a demon-possessed animatronic gorilla in a bathroom with a fucking plunger. Bashing its head. Uh, I am going to watch it when it's free. And he does take breaks to heart. He's in the middle of fighting one of the possessed creatures. At this point, some of the town's teenagers have decided to try and rescue him. He's in the middle of fighting one of these things. His wristwatch beeps to remind him to take a break. He handles his weapon. He hands his weapon of choice to said teenager and goes and takes a break. And his breaks consist of, first of all, drinking a a can of his favorite soda, which as far as I can tell is called punch. Yes, Um, (laughs) and slowly cleaning and restoring a pinball machine, vintage pinball machine, and then playing it at while doing interpretive dance. At at one point, breaking out to full on interpretive dance. Yes, and it's at that point that you're like, this is either the worst movie ever made or the or stroke of genius. It's 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 like something outside of normal reality. There's there's something being done in this movie that transcends normal storytelling. And it's really hard to say what that is. It's that the character of Nicolas Cage doesn't fit within the reality of the movie. Well, he does. But the movie's edges suddenly become very brittle as a result. And you're kind of like, this whole thing is like a bizarro farce. Because the character of of Nick Cage cannot be pushed outside of his his little loop that he's in. And his loop is to take his breaks and clean. And he'll continue to do that throughout the entirety of the movie, even as shit is falling (laughs) apart around him. People are dying and stuff. He's still cleaning. He's like, all right. I took that monster out to the trash and cleaned up that person's body. Oh, it's time for my break. Better drink another punch. Yeah. It's incredible. And and so I dug into this and I was fascinated by this movie, fascinated by it. And I'm like, what would make Nicolas Cage? I mean, let's face it. He has become the straight to DVD, straight to, you know, direct to streaming movie king. I think we're agreed on that. There's no, there's, there's no script. He'll say no to, but this is a guy, (laughs) you know, 
Con Air, The Rock, or as I like to call it, the last James Bond movie. But you're talking about um, movies. Those movies are 25 years old, dude. I you know. know. So I just I dug into this. What possesses Nicolas Cage to do this movie? Did he get another fucking divorce? Did like the alimony payments go up? What the hell? So the movie is written and directed by a nobody who decided he wanted to make a movie. And is like, all right, how am I going to make it as cheap as possible? So I'm going to write this script and it's not going to have any dialogue. The main character just won't have any dialogue. And we're going to set it in one place and blah, blah, blah. So that guy's agent says, in order to make this work, you need a name. You've got to get somebody to sign on to this. Somehow it ends up in Nicolas Cage's agent's hand and ends up in Nicolas Cage's hand. He reads it on a Monday. It's on his doorstep at 830 in the morning. By 830 that night, he's signed on. He then proceeds to travel the country trying to get this movie funded. Like he was all about this movie. And I have to wonder if it wasn't on some level, either someone dared him to make a movie in which he didn't speak Mm. or he was fascinated by trying to make a movie like this. Yeah. With all of this absurdity going on Mm -hmm. and only having facial reactions as his method of communicating what's going on to the audience. Yeah, literally there's only two times when when he's not when he's making a sound. One is in reaction to him drinking one of his sodas in which he goes ah. and then when he's fighting one of the monsters, <laughs> fighting, his line. Yeah, and when he's fighting one of the monsters and he's just screaming gutturally. Those are the only times that he utters anything. And he had a hand in designing the creatures. He was like, no, this one should be a frog. Make that one an alligator, blah, blah, blah. And there was one line of dialogue in the script. Uh, it's the main it's the main bad guy. And the dialogue that was in the script was come at me, bro. And Nicolas Cage <laughs> said, you know what? We've come this far. He doesn't need a line here. I can say come at me, bro, with my face and the way I'm standing. And you watch it, and it's a great shot with the monster and him. And Nick Cage just standing there. And your first thought, now keep in mind, I knew this after I watched the movie. Your first thought is, he's saying, come at me, bro, with his body language. Mm-hmm. Like So it, it was either a dare or he took it as some sort of personal challenge. And to me, that's what I think actually elevates the movie. Because I Nicolas want- Cage, award-winning, Academy Award-winning actor. I want to say, yes, that's thank you. Exactly. That's the thing that people forget about Nick Cage. Just because he is a strange man does not make him an untalented man. Just because right. he, he'll take on any project doesn't make it. That just makes him nuts. That's yeah. all that is. Oh, I, I, I agree that he's a that he's a good actor. I mean, you know, for certain. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's really common. It's like it's like Joaquin Phoenix. People make fun of Joaquin Phoenix for the same reason. Or or uh, who else will they bat down a lot uh, because they're. Well, I make fun of Joaquin Phoenix because he decided to stop being an actor and become a rapper. And it was. But, was that was all, but that was all part of for, of a performance art he was doing. Exactly. Was all part of a bit. Still yeah. stupid. Dang. Why? All right. No, no dumber than Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. Yeah, uh, uh, which was also stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, I don't. I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Mike. If you've seen the film Joker, but uh, I have not. No, it is phenomenal. Uh, I've heard it is absolutely phenomenal, and his treatment of the role is 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 immaculate. And it's a mind um, fuck of a movie. I'm just saying that's the only reason why I make fun of him. I don't make fun of him for his for his acting abilities. I know he can act. Well, no, it's, like it, Tom, it's a fitting I've thing to make fun of him, him for. Act, yeah, it's yeah. like Tom Cruise. He's a crazy son of a bitch, but when he shows up to the movie, 110 percent. Like he's yeah. made bad movies, but I can't think of a single movie he's bad in. I will agree with that. Yeah, he. he yeah, he I, gives, I don't think I can either. You're right. He I gives mean, it all to everything he's in, and just because the movie is a flop itself, um, yeah. he's totally believable in any role he's and in. He is insane. He's in that like sure. case. He's in that case. Even Jack Reacher, if you're familiar with the Lee Child novels, Jack Reacher is this six foot five, muscular, imposing guy, just like Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like five <laughs> foot four. 
but he threw himself into it that he actually embodied the physicality in his tiny stature in the fight scenes. Like you believed he could really kick these people's asses. Let me and ask, you believed he really was this rough and tumble military guy. Let me ask you this, Lira. Have you ever uh, seen the uh, M. Night Shyamalan series of movies? Um, uh, un- Unbreakable, followed by Split, followed by Mr. Glass. Yes. Um, I haven't the... seen Mr. Glass, but I have seen the first two. With McAvoy? McAvoy. God, McAvoy is incredible. Have you Dude. seen that movie, Mike? No. In Split, he's amazing because just in the way he stands mm-hmm. and his mannerism and his voice – you knew which personality it gets to a point where they don't have to remind you which personality is talking anymore. Yeah. You know that, okay, he's this person now. Just in how he carried himself, he like transformed yeah. his entire there is a scene. Everything. So McAvoy is Mike McAvoy is playing the character, uh, the 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 role of a man with uh associative dis- personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm familiar with the premise of it. And I heard that it was good. It's I don't watch a lot of movies. That's all. It's incredible. Yeah. There is a scene where he's in the room with his therapist and she says, who's really in control here? Let me see who the real person in control is. And his whole demeanor just shifts like melting butter. It's like his body changes. It's fucking incredible. His eyes, the set of his eyes, the set of his temples, the, the slack of his jaw. Um, the set of his nose, even just everything kind of like transforms a little bit and he becomes a different person in front of you. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I've never seen another actor do anything like that. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, 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 it's transformative. And if you ask me, I don't even think he got nominated that year. He, he got robbed. He did. <laughs> he like did. that was a tour de force of a performance. And then glass expounds upon that because you get to see more of the personalities. You get to see some of the personalities that you didn't get to see in split. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where he actually runs through most of the 23 of them and it's it's just it's it's a mind it's it's just it's something to watch like it's just crazy um james mcavoy who also has claimed um uh the rights to playing uh patrick young patrick stewart in anything oh Uh, really um, yeah he's (laughs) i mean i can see why so obviously he's young professor x so he was on Jimmy Fallon a while back and they men they were talking about him playing Patrick Stewart and Jimmy Fallon brought up the possibility of, you know, would you would you ever play a young Jean-Luc Picard? And this this is a direct quote. This is not this is not, you know, a joke or anything. He says he says, "Jimmy, that's the only world that exists in which I play a young Jean-Luc Picard." And and they laugh and they have a chuckle. And he's like, no, I'm serious, because any other world's just an alternate reality in a bad episode of Star Trek. And it's not happening. If they don't hire me, I'll make it on my phone. I'm calling that right now. I will rub my junk all over Patrick Stewart's face. (laughs) (laughs) So all other bald actors can fuck off. It's me. Like, (laughs) so he is proclaimed. He is proclaimed. Don't you dare. (laughs) Fuck Tom Hardy playing him in Nemesis, which, ah, it's me. Like, oh, they need a young Picard for Picard? Me. Um, because he is. He's, he is yeah, transformative. Tom Hardy is so a, such a poor choice. Yeah, that, that was just... I like I, Tom Hardy. Tom no, Hardy's but, good. But for Picard. Yeah, no, no absolutely yeah, terrible not. choice for Picard. Yeah. And then you get you, all sorts of casting stuff is bad, and and it's just like, you know, with this being your hundredth episode, you know, it makes you think of some of the stuff that is just like ingrained in our society, all this legendary stuff. You guys have now hit this milestone of a hundred episodes. And, you mm-hmm. know, then you think of something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where they t- tied all that shit together, 23 movies in the span of 10 years, nothing like that ever done before. And it's like, you know, James McAvoy 
is young Patrick Stewart, just like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. You can't picture anyone but Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark because right. these actors play mm-hmm. these iconic people. I can't picture anyone other and, than Johnny Depp playing the role of, of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, or, I can't imagine anybody but Johnny Depp playing Rango. Or, yeah. <laughs> but Rango was born out of, out of fear and loathing. I don't know how high you were, Mike, but that was just his voice. Damn it! He wasn't. I thought actually, he turned into him. He wasn't actually the lizard. Um, he might have been I seeing a lizard when he was making Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They might have been <laughs> seeing a lizard. Um, he might have gone a little too method playing Hunter S. Thompson if we're being, you know, accurate about it. I'm going to say that's pretty likely. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so these iconic people in these iconic roles and you look at a movie like Split and you look at a James McAvoy and after seeing it beforehand, that role could have gone to anyone. But after seeing James McAvoy get the role, play the role, I'm hard pressed to think of any actor who could do the same role justice. Yeah, they would have to go about a completely different way. Like, I can't even picture someone like Daniel Day Lewis doing it. Yeah, and he's method as fuck. He's yeah, such a good actor, incredible actor. Like, I heard he actually time traveled back to 1860 and like followed Lincoln around for a week and a half (laughs) (laughs) before they filmed the movie. I wouldn't believe it if you told me that. I wouldn't believe it. That's how method he is. He invented time travel for this shit and yeah. is like, fuck, I'm playing Lincoln. I need to go and yeah, I need to study the man for a week and a half and, and get this right. Um, yeah. And, and method acting is like, you know, back to Joaquin's Phoenix. That's his thing. He's very method. Like, you know, he embodied Joker, um, mm-hmm. just like Heath Ledger embodied Joker, which ultimately mm-hmm. led to his um, mental break, which led to his fuck up um taking the wrong pills or whatever and nicholson fascinating story about that is nicholson actually warned him yes he did and was that, later quoted that night that this is a part you can lose yourself in he he was he was at a, a restaurant when the news hit and someone in the restaurant asked nicholson and he said i fucking warned him yeah his you words I, he, I fucking warned him you will lose yourself in the part um and there's a there's a great scene it's the scene where he's at the party and he holds the 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 knife to maggie gyllenhaal's face mm-hmm. and even she is on the record saying that is the only time making that movie that she was legitimately afraid like he was being so method that she was actually like fuck is he gonna take this too far she was um, afraid of being cut yeah um so, so so there's there can be good method like Christian Bale or like, or, I, or you could be like Jared fucking Leto and send a dead pig to the fucking cast. <laughs> what movie because do you do that for? For fucking Suicide Squad. Wow. For his Jared little Leto pig. gives me the creeps. He's a cunt. That guy is a fucking cultist piece of shit. He has a cult. We've talked about that before. He he mm-hmm. he's he has been known to take very personally the tweets of fans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I find really for someone of his caliber and his amount of time that he's been on the scene, he would think he had a little better sense than to have some nobody <sighs> pick, pick at him and be like, well, hey, I'm a big movie star. Leave me alone. Some people. <laughs> and, and I that's can buy the, and sell you. That's a sign of someone who buys into their own hype. Well, I think that's true because, Lyra, you really need to look into um, the what is the name of his band? Ticket to Mars or something like 30 seconds to Mars. And he has like a private island in the South Pacific um, and they have like these weird cult parties there. And like it's all very he's the new Jesus kind of vibe to it. It's creepy. Well, and and that brings us brings us full circle because as as we hit this landmark episode, I think it's time that we invest in some Dogecoin, um, <laughs> so so we can have play money too, and <laughs> and buy an island, 
Um, right. Um, newsflash. I don't understand cryptocurrency and neither do any of you. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, I think we need an island now and we'll bring the new sofa there um, and we'll just we'll just move the green room there and we'll just. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that, that idea. Well, you know, hey, if Jared Leto can do it, so can we. I, I, it just so happens that I have seven, um, uh, video cards, fresh, brand new video cards, uh, top of the line, like, you know, just screamers, just ready to rock. And we could start, uh, harvesting Bitcoin whenever you want. I, I just, I, God, that, that's almost an entire another show, but I, you know, I, don't, um, I don't get it. I don't understand that, it. That is an interesting story. But I just noticed that we are out of time. That's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like we gave the Maryland Tourism Board a gigantic rage boner tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, send they, your email. They made us. <laughs> send your emails to www.whythefuckamiinmaryland.com. <laughs> they'll be sure to get right I'm back not, to you I'm not giving you my email address Maryland <laughs> have a question for us you want us to talk about something on the show would you dear listener like to ask us a question Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!